I'm Michael Wolston, and welcome to the Busy Executives Podcast. In every episode, we promise to help you elevate your leadership in 10 minutes or less. In today's episode, we're going to tackle how to handle conflict with the CPR method. Let's dive right in. So today I'm going to talk to you a bit about my CPR method. The reason the acronym is CPR is because typically when you're dealing with conflict in the workplace, it's a critical situation and it requires some really urgent care. So with CPR, the acronym stands for connect, position, and reset. I'm going to break down all three of those. But first, why even have an acronym? Why even go through these motions and try to proactively deal with conflict instead of just dealing with it as it comes. Well, I've found through my own experience as a leader at the executive levels and now helping other leaders that we can really tend to personalize conflict. We can take the emotions on that others have and make it our own. We can even take them being upset about something that may not even have anything to do with us and taking that on and becoming defensive or not really hearing what needs to happen. There's other times where it does involve us and maybe the person that you're leading is really struggling. And so they're looking for uh, an excuse. They're looking for an escape. And sometimes they can throw up a lot of barriers and a lot of excuses. And so by addressing the CPR method, you not only have a tool that you can take with you in your work relationships, could be someone that you're leading, could be a peer, uh, could be uh, someone above you within an organization, could be a vendor, Uh, It could be really any walk of life. It could be with your family. How do you really have something that helps you address issues as they come? And so with the CPR, the connect position reset, the first one with connect, slow down and listen. Again, if we can pull ourselves away from the emotion, if we can pull ourselves away from the conflict at the moment, which is always a best practice, how can we ask some better questions to get some clarity? Uh, I was actually helping a leader here earlier this week And she was having this struggle with someone who was micromanaging. And this person is to ultimately hopefully take over for her as a leader in the organization in the next few years. And so she asked, what am I going to do here? I feel like she's micromanaging. There's um, issues here. I'm seeing this be a pattern. How do I get uh, ahead of this and how do I address it? And so the first thing to do is to ask some questions about why the behavior is happening in the first place. We We can assume a lot. And we can assume that we know why someone is doing something. But until we start asking some deeper questions of here's here's what I'm seeing or here's what I'm experiencing or here's what the, the team is experiencing. Have you seen that as well? Have you noticed that? Have you been able to see how your actions are impacting everyone else? There's lots of questions that we can ask. And I typically recommend that leaders write down five to 10 questions before you enter into a conversation. Now, there are certain times where a conflict is going to happen and you will just need to jump straight into a conversation. But ideally, any time that you can slow down, even give yourself 30 minutes to be able to compose your thoughts, compose your questions, be able to be proactive. And again, withdraw the emotion that's really common for us to jump into, um, causing us to be combative, maybe causing us to be as leaders Uh, irritated or on edge, because let's just be honest, most people don't love conflict or love fights or love anything that could turn uh, into an ugly situation. And yet, resolving conflict and moving through issues in a really specific way, like I'm sharing with you right now, can be so beneficial to the relationship. And so that's my challenge is to write down 
five to 10 questions or have some of those questions in mind, knowing that by asking deeper questions, number one, you'll gain a deeper understanding of where they're at. Number two, you won't assume and you'll actually be able to get some more information, get some more data, which is always critically needed, especially if there's something going on at home um, or maybe there's something going on within the workplace that you just didn't know existed. And then the third one is, is to allow you to slow down a little bit too and withdraw some of the emotion, hopefully, from the situation. So I always recommend connecting uh, in a private environment, right? We always praise in public. And uh, if there's a tougher conversation that needs to happen, doing so in private. Um, if it's something that you know that could be really contentious, um, obviously pulling someone else into the conversation as, as necessary is, is definitely helpful. Sometimes having these kind of conversations offsite uh, meeting at a, a coffee shop, meeting at a, a place where you can just kind of have a neutral ground is really helpful too. It can cause people to not be as on edge. Um, I've even had conversations in parking lots uh, and, and heading out to someone's car and asking permission to, to talk to them out there has been way better and, and de-escalates more than escalates. The big piece with connecting that I really want to make sure that I hammer home is that it's about coming from a place of understanding, asking some deeper questions, getting to know where they're at, withholding judgment, even if you kind of know it's going a certain way or you have your own ideas, pausing judgment and letting them be able to speak what's going on so that you can move into the next phase. So phase two is position. How do you really want to help position this person to do a few things? Now, this is not manipulating and the first step we went through and connected with them, right? We got to know where they're at. We got to ask some questions. We got to help them potentially see how their actions are impacting others. The position piece is helping them now understand where we're at, what our expectations are, what our desires are, what we need to see from them. So jumping back to my previous example, this leader who was leading someone who was micromanaging really wants this leader to be able to step up. She wants her to be able to not only lead this crew in a different way where she's not uh, demanding, she's not having struggles with receiving feedback. That was another piece that I heard. She really wants her to be able to grow as a leader. And so that's what we're going to focus on in the conversation. And that's what this leader is, is going to focus on is how do I position myself to help this person know what I expect, but also bring solutions to the table. You see, a lot of times what we do is we are focused as leaders on behavior modification. Hey, this is wrong. You need to fix this, figure it out or you're gone, or figure it out, or there's another consequence, or figure it out, and I'll just complain about it, or whatever it might be. And the real magic is when we can position ourselves to not only help the person feel validated and heard, which is a really critical step, we can't skip over that in the connection piece. And in the position piece, now we get to help them see and reflect on what we're sharing, what we need to see within the organization. Maybe some step that got missed. Maybe there is insubordination that's happening. Maybe, maybe somebody truly isn't a great fit for the organization, but you know that you're going to need to go through a process to help them potentially, hopefully, see it on, on their own or go through a process to help them improve or go through a process for them to find something else. But it's always a process. And as leaders, sometimes we can get really frustrated by the process or not even go through these steps to allow a process to happen. And so with position, what we get to do is come to the same side of the table 
has the person we're speaking to figuratively, uh, not literally. We want to bring ourselves around to this side of the table. So it would sound something like, hey, Sue, I know that you want to be a great leader. Um, I can hear that in what you're sharing. You know, here's a couple things that we've gone through. I need a leader who's able to not only step up and help our team, but trust them too. You're great at the job that you do, but I've seen and experienced, and then you, you put in the examples and the team's experienced this. So I want to find a way for us to fix this. I want to do this together. And I want to brainstorm a little bit with you. What are, what are some ways do you think that we can really address this, that we can make this better? And then it's a dialogue. It's a conversation. You're now positioning yourself instead of adversary to I'm on your side. I want this to get fixed too. Hey, here's what I expect. And, and in that conversation, you're, you're shifting the focus away from the specific behaviors. Those are still important. Now we're focused on solutions. Now we're focused on how can I call you up to a higher level and to a higher vision? How can I help you grow? How can I help you hit this standard? Because I'm not, by doing that, pushing down the standard. If anything, I'm helping raise their vision to see hey, this is where we're going and this is what we need to do. So that positioning piece is really critical. Again, we want them to be heard and we want to be able to express our own expectations, desires, um, what needs to happen, maybe for the position or the situation. And then we want to transition over into how can we build a plan that helps both of us, that helps all parties, that helps everyone involved. How do you think we could do it? And giving them the ability to have a solution. Now, this is gonna transition into our next step. So I'll hold on for a moment. But the position piece is so critical to make sure that they know where you stand and what sort of role you're going to play as we move into step three, which is... All right, that's all the time we have for today's episode. But make sure to stay tuned for part two of how to handle conflict with the CPR method by following us wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you enjoyed it, please consider leaving a review down below. It helps us reach more great executives just like you. Feel free to also find us on social uh, through Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, YouTube, pretty much everything but TikTok. I haven't gotten on the TikTok bandwagon yet. Lead courageously.